So how, how was everyone's Christmas? Good Christmas? How many are glad that it's in the past and we can look forward to something else? Yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of, I'm in that middle ground of, I'm glad it's over, but I also enjoyed it whilst it was there. Because part of it is because now you can get look forward to almost what is to come in the year, in this year coming forward. And this period between Christmas and New Year can often get lost. It can just kind of like get eaten up in just, well, doing nothing really. Um, yeah, eaten up, yeah, lots of eaten up. But I just think there's a, there's a moment for us to take where we can reflect on not just the year that's gone by, but we can actually start to just, I just really had a sense of in the presence of God we can rest and we can just say, God, how are you leading us? Where do you want us to walk? Show us the way to go. And we can even now, we start to say, God, what is to come? And may we already be aligned up with what you're doing. See, God is doing amazing things all around the world. He's doing amazing things here. He's doing amazing things on the island. He's doing main thing, amazing things on you know, the, the, the northern island. Um, he's, doing, he's doing amazing things all over the world. And the thing with it is, is God doesn't stop what he's doing. He's always at work. He's always, he's always in this world doing something. The thing that we can do is we can either say, I'm going to align myself up with you. I'm going to work alongside you. And he goes, that's great. I remember as a kid, um, my, my dad, for whatever reason, my dad just loved digging holes. Um, and he used to dig trenches all over our property. We had about five acres, and this is in Australia. He used to dig it all over the property. For some reason, he had this idea of putting electricity and water and everything to every corner of our property. He wanted lights everywhere, and you could go anywhere and plug in a... Um, a hose, and you could have water everywhere. So to do that, instead of most people, they'd just get a backhoe and just do it in a couple of uh, days, Dad decided to do a pick and shovel. And I remember asking, why did you do that, Dad? And he goes, it's free. I don't have to pay. I can just do it myself. But one of the things I remember is he would be in the weekends, he would get out there, he'd get in this. And the other thing he used to do is he didn't, he didn't just put a little bit under the ground. He used to put like four feet into the ground he used to dig down to. So as a kid, you could just run through these. It was great fun. But I remember he would be digging away and there would always be something in me that wanted to work alongside my dad. Now, all he was doing was, in my head, he's just digging a hole. But there was something in just working alongside my dad as he was already doing something and whether I was there or not, he was going to do that. But I, I got to just join in on some of that stuff. I didn't join in for long because I got a bit bored and I would hike off. But there's something in that, being able to join in to what God's doing. And God's not waiting for us to do the things he wants to do. Do you know, he's already at work and he's saying, come along and join in with me. So today, we're not going to re- I'm not going to do a sermon. I'm just really doing a, a bit of a reflection um, it's more of a devotional type style today, um, and it won't be long, and then afterwards we're going to take communion together, and then there'll be tea and coffee in the back. So I'm just going to read from the first chapter, from the first letter of John. So if you've got your Bibles or your, your phones or whatever, First John 1, 
that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was, from, uh, was, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. This, I don't know about you, this passage is very um, very rich in trying to define who God is. Now, the bit of context is this, is, is uh, most people would say this is the Apostle John who wrote this. Um, I, like, I, I, I have no reason to say otherwise, so I would go with that myself. Um, and when we read John... It's very easy to see that this very first part is, is linked very strongly to the Gospel of John. And in fact, when you're reading this first part, the first four verses, it's almost echoing the very first few verses in John's Gospel, where it's actually telling us with very clear, very concise, and very forcefully that Jesus is God. And part of the reason for this is that John's writing to... Um, a group um, of, of people in church, Ephesus is probably where they think it might be written to. Um, and at the time, they, they're saying he's writing because there are people coming to actually question whether God, uh, Jesus was, was actually God. And so that question is, was he fully God and fully man? There's, there's, there's this question coming into that early church. So John's writing this, and he starts off right off the bat, and he's saying, like, there's no doubt here. This, this isn't a debatable issue. He's, Jesus is fully God. And he says this quite clearly here when he's, when he's talking about God is light. And the echoes of this is when he's echoing of um, you know, the, the life was made manifest, which is very similar to what he was saying back in the gospel where he's saying, you know, in the beginning was the word. So when we're reading this, I was just really, I was, I was reading this, and, and the, the part that really struck me was between verses 5 to 10, where he's not only just, previous verses, he's just kind of given us this 
clear understanding that God is, uh, Jesus is God, he's now trying to tell us what that applies and how that means to us. And what, what, what's the outworking if, of that if we believe that Jesus is God? And the key to this, when we read it, and it's very, I mean, John's really great here because he, does, he doesn't make it hidden. You know, he says, this is the message. You know, he's not, he's not, he's not, trying to hide this at all. It's very clear what the message is. And the message is this, that God is light. Now, if God's light, he says, if this is true, that means that you should walk in that. Walk in the light then. And don't walk in darkness. And then he goes on, and, and it's, it's very also very clear what he's trying to do here, is he's trying to make sure that you don't feel like if at any point you're not walking in what you feel is light, then you're walking in darkness. Because he's not trying to tell you that you need to be perfect in this walking in the light. It's because he's very clear. He's saying, straight after he says walk in the light, he says, um, uh, or later on he says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And then he goes on, even after that, he says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And and the point he's trying to make is that actually he's not advocating for us to be perfect people. He's not saying, get it right because God is light, you should be the same as that. No, he's saying that actually there's there's this period of time we're in where it's a bit crazy, where we can actually be in fellowship with the almighty the God of light, the God of holiness, and yet we can still stumble and sin. And it's okay. Because he's saying that fellowship is not broken by our sin. And, and when we read this, this is, I, want, I want to bring out a couple of things in this, but when we, we read this, first of all we go, God is light. How does that affect us if God is light? The first thing that John's trying to tell us is for us to know that God is light, we need to see it. In that first few verses, he says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. He's saying that when you understand God as light, you will see it. You will see it. John mentions this, and when we go back to John 1, John 1, John 1, 14, and this is what he says, he's talking about Jesus, the, the Word, and it says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, we have seen the light, we have seen this amazing God, man, come down. We've seen the light of God. Glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So when he speaks about God of light, he's saying, when you understand God as light, the very first thing you'll do is you will see it. You will see him as a God of light. But this causes something else. This is, this, this is an amazing thing because the... the 
The very reality of seeing God as light causes something else in us. It causes us to start to shine that light out ourselves. So here we have this this amazing passage of John saying, God is light, and once you see the light, once you've seen it, and this is not this is where it's talking about John John's contrasts the two of darkness and light, because he's saying that if you've seen the light, if you've seen it, then you'll start reflecting it out. You'll start you'll start shining the light out. And so it's you can't be walking in darkness to say I have fellowship with that which is light, because it's an impossibility. Because once you've seen the light, you start to shine the light. And so as you live your life and walk, that light just starts shining out of you because you've seen the source of it. So this contrast between light and dark, he's saying that we, we can sometimes think, am I walking in darkness? I, I, I kind of stuff up there. I yelled at my kids the other day or I, you know, I, I, I kicked a dog because it, it, it crapped on the... Sorry. I just reverted to Australian now. He, he pooped on the, <laughs> the floor again. Don't tell Mark that one. So, uh, see, this, 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 is, this is another thing I, strugg- I struggle with at times. I've said it before. We've, in Australia, that's not a bad word, but I, I've realised that's a really bad word in, in the UK. Forgive me. So, so, so there, right there, I was, I was just giving you an example of how easy it is to, to stumble. But that's not walking in darkness. See, that's not walking in darkness. You see, it's not this switch that we turn on and off. It's not this switch that we we, we suddenly flicked into one or the other because of our actions. This is not what John's trying to get at here. He's not saying that you're sometimes walking in darkness and you're sometimes walking in the light. It's not that. Because once you know that God is light, you've seen it, your life's transformed. You start shining it. And so as you're walking, you are walking because where's the light? It's in you. You are shining light. You're walking in the light. And so he's trying to... He's like. I can't emphasize how much John's just trying to paint this picture for you that you can't get it wrong if you're in the light of just flicking back to darkness, walking in darkness. You're not having to live the perfect life. He's saying that actually you will live a life that shines out God. But what does that mean? What does it mean to shine out God? Well, John... And it's amazing how when you start looking at stuff like this, that John has a theme that he pulls through a lot of his writings. And the one big thing that we would pull out from a lot of it is, is John loves talking about love. <laughs> Just bubbles up all the time. But he always brings it in with this contrast between light and dark quite often. And so again in... John eight twelve. Jesus says this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So here, John's even going further in what he's explaining here. He's saying it's not just that you would have shine out light. It's not just you shining out the things of God. It's actually saying that you will have life. So before this, the definition of life was just 
you breathing and existing. After this, it's saying the definition of life is the very essence of God, the very presence of God living and dwelling within you. So the de- he even changes what it means to be alive. He, he changes the definition of life. He says life is only if Christ is in you, shining out. And he goes on further in 1236. And he says, While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of the light. So he's going even further. He's not just saying that you now have life. He's not just saying that you're shining out something of God. He's saying not just that you have life, but he's saying that actually now you belong to God. You belong to the light. So the light that gives life, that is now shining in you, has now said that you're mine. You're, I now am your father. And it goes even, so he brings you even into this. So he starts off from this amazing, just like almost overview of God being light. And it comes down to saying light is life. Then he says, but now this is, this is personal now. This is not just me as a God of light up there and the heavenly beings and the, and, and the heavens shining down. No, I am a God who is the God of light. And now I am giving you to become sons and daughters of the light. So there's two, two folds that, kept, that brings us, that, that comes out when we see this God is light. It, we first have to see it. We see, and this is what John's saying, see this. We've seen it and we tell you of this. Now you see it and you will tell others of this and it will shine out of you and you'll walk in the light. And what, what does it mean to walk in the light? Well, John explains it quite clearly. He says, If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Now, I was looking at that that little phrase there, one another. And we would often use that to mean us here, one another. But when you read it in context here, that's not the main emphasis that John's trying to bring out here, the one another. And the reason for it is because he's saying, what is the message that we have heard? That God is light. And if we have fellowship with the light, this this is John's emphasis here, is that the one another is fellowship with God. He says, if we are in the light, then we have fellowship with God. And yes, we have fellowship with one another, and, and and he... that he does mean that because we've got that in the verse above where it says um, that which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. But here's, here's his emphasis. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with Son Jesus Christ. See he's emphasizing that actually our primary fellowship starts with the Father and the Son. Our primary fellowship starts with the God of light. And that causes us to have fellowship with one another here. You see, walking in the light, you know, like, that, even that sounds a bit vague. Like I say, what does that mean to walk in the light? 
When, when we're talking about fellowship, we're talking about the love that you have for one another. And, and the, the Greek word for fellowship there is actually talking about participating in others' lives. It's, it's actually an active thing that you're doing. See, fellowship is not just, I'll stand here and I'll, I'll drink my coffee here and there's some other people around, but you know, I'm fellow- that's not fellowship. Fellowship is participating in people's lives. And so when it says here fellowship with, with the God of light, it's saying he's participating in your life and he's saying now you participate in my life. And as you're doing that, you'll participate in one another's lives. And that brings two things out of it. Working in the light, actually in this passage, it shows two things that will come out of that. First is love. First is love. And we know that. Um, you, know, you just have to read the next chapter um, where John starts talking about that God is love, or the chapter 4, should I say. And it's very clear that that's exactly what has happened. And as, as we walk in the light, what will actually happen is we will start loving people because we are receiving the love of God. But that fellowships, that love between us and God starts first and, at first, and then the love goes out to others. But it actually has another thing that happens in this walking in the light. And this is a critical thing, I think, that sometimes we forget about because we, start to, we can start to get down on ourselves if we don't realize that the second part is really important. Because this is, this is it. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. This is the love we have, God to us, us to God, us to one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. There's a twofold thing happening here. That actually, when we walk in the light, we have love for one another but we also are really quick to recognize when we go wrong, when things get messed up. And we're really quick when we're walking the light to go, I stuffed up. And not only do we say we stuffed up, we, we abhor the ugliness of the sin that it creates. That's what it means to walk in the light. We see this sin and we go, this is hideous. And we we say, save us once again. May you, Lord Jesus, cleanse us from this hideous sin so that I may stay in the light, walk continually in the light. See, there's two things that happens when we are walking in the light. One is love for one another, fellowship. But two, we see the hideousness of sin. We see how ugly and destructive it is. And we are so willing and ready to confess it and say, Lord Jesus, please take this from me. I do not want this. And that's walking in the light. For you to confess sins, for you to say, I don't get it right all the time, that is walking in the light because you see it. Because you see what it is. So John emphasizes this point again. He says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all 
unrighteousness. Walking in the light does two things for us. Walking in the light allows us to receive the love of God and to give the love of God. And walking in the light cleanses us. I don't know about you, but that's amazing. Who wouldn't want to walk in the light and be cleansed just because you're walking in the light? It's not saying that you won't stuff up. It's not saying you might not stumble. It's not saying that you won't sin. But it's saying that when you do, we have an advocate in Jesus Christ. And he cleanses us as we walk in his light. So I'm going to finish there. As I said, it's just a reflection. But I want to just encourage us that as we go into the new year, that we finish this year well. That we finish this year by knowing that we have received the love of God in our lives. That the God of light has shone into our hearts. And yes, sometimes, you know, that's that's really awkward. In fact, sometimes that's really, really painful. I'll be honest, that's that's painful. Even this last week has been painful for me. Because sometimes you see the hideousness of your own heart and you go like, but I thought I was better than that. But that doesn't mean you're walking in darkness, people. It means you are in the light if that is being revealed. And so I want to encourage you that as you walk in the light, you will both get the love of God, the love for one another, and you'll also get the cleansing power, the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus at the same time. Both go together. So when you're feeling convicted, that's because you're in the light. Rejoice. Rejoice that you're in the light because the one who has given you life loves you enough to reveal it to you. And keep walking in the light. So my encouragement to you guys for the, for the last few days of this year is know where you stand. Delight to be in the light. And when the God of light reveals things to you that need to be changed, rejoice that he would love you so much to do that. Let me just pray. And then we're just going to take communion together. There it is. Um, and then we're going to have tea and coffee afterwards. Now, this communion, if, if you're not a believer in Christ, and this, this communion is for believers to say that um, we identify ourselves with the suffering, with the death, and with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we would say that if, if you're not a born-again Christian, then just reflect on that very truth that The Son of God came into this world so that we might have life because he is the light of this world. For those who are born-again Christians, for those who are walking in the light, I would say this is a moment where we can say, thank you, Jesus, that you are the, the God of light and that your light has given us life and that life has caused us to become the sons of light that we are now in your family. So let me pray and then we'll just have communion. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you would step out of glory into this world. Thank you that you took on human form. You humbled yourself even to the point of death on a stick. But you didn't end it there, no. Three days later, you rose again. And the story doesn't even end with the resurrection because then you ascended into the heavens. And the story doesn't end with you ascending because the story will end when you return.
And until that day, we pray, keep us walking in the light of Christ. Keep us in the fellowship with Christ and with one another. In Jesus' name, amen.